We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Positive the Real podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. What's up? How are you feeling? Checking in on you, my friend. We are cruising through June as we are the rest of 2021. It's just so wild. And today, I want to talk about what to do when things don't go according to your plan. Now, I say plan with quotes because there's your plan, the plan that you want to control all of the outcomes and control everything around you. And then there's the plan that the universe has for you. And I want to talk about this because if you have been listening to my show since December, then you will know that I had a miscarriage and I actually recorded a podcast about pregnancy loss and how to process pain. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would suggest listening to it. I I kind of break down what happened in the story. So that was about seven months ago. So if I was still pregnant and I didn't have a miscarriage at 12 weeks, I would be ready to pop. So it's very easy for my brain to have thoughts like, it wasn't supposed to be this way. I'm supposed to be pregnant right now. I'm supposed to give birth soon, right? It's like so easy to think that uh, because the due date, the, you know, official due date is June 20th, which is Sunday. And I wanted to record this because I know how hard it can be when we have a plan and things don't go the way that we hoped for. And I will say up until the miscarriage, my life kind of just fell into place. I never really had a lot of like big plans. I was never really like set on this like linear way of doing life. Um, But then once I found out that I was pregnant and, you know, we were getting to that 12 week mark, I really started to allow myself to think about the future and I was creating the future with my family in my mind. So when you know, the unthinkable happened, (laughs) everything changed. Like that future just disintegrated. And so the past seven months or so have been incredibly um, humbling and transformative because of that experience. And I can say where I'm at now, I'm in such a good place. And I think a big reason is because I went through this process of surrendering and processing my feelings and observing where I'm at and letting go of regret and guilt. So I want to really break down um, how to go through the process of when things don't go according to plan. And I think like 2020 really was a good example of that too. There are so many things that people had plans for and it just got canceled, right? So we kind of have two options, right? You can either accept it and like continue to move forward or you can resist it and suffer. And I don't necessarily believe in the phrase, everything happens for a reason. However, I do believe that whatever's happening is meant to happen because it's happening that way. Does that make sense? Because when we resist what is, we suffer. 
And there's terrible things that happen in our world all the freaking time, every single day. And it's very easy to be like, it wasn't supposed to happen this way. And because it's happening, we cannot change it. Who's to say that it wasn't supposed to? Even the most terrible things that happen, like when we resist what is, it creates so much more suffering. And the thing that I learned the most through the pregnancy loss and experiencing grief and sadness and everything in between is pain is inevitable. It's a part of being a human, but the suffering is completely optional. And that's kind of been my mantra throughout this whole experience is yes, I can feel the pain, but I don't have to suffer. And what creates the suffering are thoughts like this wasn't supposed to happen. It's not supposed to be like this. Because again, we're resisting the reality. We're resisting what is. And this is a very important distinction to understand because if something's happening, that's a fact. If something happens, whether it's something that you perceive as good or bad, positive or negative, however you perceive the circumstance, that is in fact a fact. Circumstances are facts. They're black or white. Everyone would agree that they're happening, right? And then we create a narrative, a story about the circumstance. And this is where the suffering comes from because facts, they can't actually hurt us because facts are neutral. So when I had a miscarriage, it took me a little bit to get to that place of understanding that, but a miscarriage, like really, if you separate the emotions from it really is something that happens. And to the medical field, it is something very neutral because it's something that happens so often. When our brain our amazing human brain starts to attach meaning to what happens, that's when we start feeling our emotions. Now, there's nothing wrong with feeling our emotions. In fact, feeling our emotions is the way through it. However, suffering, creating perpetual thoughts that just create misery and despair and um, guilt and shame, that's suffering. And that's what we want to steer clear of because it's just not productive. We think it's getting us somewhere, but it's really not. And this is particularly true for anyone that has experienced any kind of loss. And, you know, I don't think I have met a person that has not experienced loss. So if you're listening, nodding your head, then you know this to be true. If you're if you've experienced loss, then you already know that feeling of when life doesn't turn out the way that you thought it was going to. Death always seems to leave us with this, this is not how it's supposed to end type of thinking, which leads to a whole lot of sadness and pain. It's not to say that you're never supposed to feel sadness. In fact, we need to feel sadness because sadness exists. So we know the contrast of the emotions like joy and happiness. So it's not about not feeling sadness. It's about recognizing that our thinking is creating the feeling, the vibration of sadness. Other areas that may have ended in a disappointing way that you've experienced grief and loss and have had thoughts like it wasn't supposed to be this way. Um, definitely the loss of a loved one, you know, infertility, loss of health, losing a job, lack of a skill or education, 
know, divorce or even just relationship problems and a loss of hopes and dreams. Like all of those can create the thinking that it's not supposed to be this way. And to expand on that a little bit further, this also goes down the realm of the type of thinking of like being really excited to get a new job and you start a new job and then a month in, it's just not fulfilling and you have thoughts like it's not supposed to be this way. It's supposed to be better. And then let's say you've studied for a test to take you to the next step and advance you in your career and you haven't passed it yet. And you have thoughts like it's not supposed to be this way. Or maybe you poured your heart into a relationship only to get broken up with the next day. Think it's not supposed to be this way. Maybe you thought you would be married by now, but you're not even dating. And you think it's not supposed to be this way. And what about kids? Maybe your friends around you are all starting families and you're not even close to that place. And you're thinking it's not supposed to be this way. When life doesn't turn out the way that we hoped, planned, or expected, we end up feeling very disappointed. And this creates a whole lot of doubt in everything and anything in our life. And this is where the suffering comes in. Because when life doesn't turn out the way that we had planned, then we start doubting ourselves and we stop trusting ourselves and we move further away from where we actually want to go. Christine Hassler, who is a life coach, wrote a book called Expectation Hangover. And this book was really helpful because it walks you through the process of what to do when you have an expectation and that expectation is not met. And I found that my disappointment and my sadness, the sadness that I experienced from my thinking was actually one of the best things that happened to me. And this, you know, stay with me on this because you're like, how is that possible that you think this is the best thing? I mean, there's so many takeaways now that I'm, you know, further away from the emotional experience, but it allowed me to really heal past traumas that existed before I had the miscarriage. And it also changed my perspective on the life that I was living. And it allowed me to get very intentional about creating my future based off of who I really am, not what I'm expected to be. Because it felt like it was very easy to fall into that like, okay, well, you're married and then you uh, buy a house and then you have babies and then you like, it's this like, okay, what's next? And I really started to notice this when I first started dating Brian, everyone asked me, when are you guys getting married? And then we got married. And it's like, when are you going to have kids? And it's just like, that's just the questions that we're constantly asking ourselves. So we kind of, you know, naturally can feel this like pressure of trying to keep up. And when that happens, we start building a life based off of what other people expect on us, not ourselves. So this experience really helped me take a step back and really evaluate where I was at and the direction that I wanted to go. So, you know, when you think about it, and I love this topic of like an expectation hangover, because an expectation hangover often feels like a regular hangover from drinking too much. <laughs> like it's very similar to a hangover from alcohol um, because it you feel miserable and it is um, it's all consuming at first. Now with alcohol, it kind of wears off. You sleep it off. You're like get back into your groove. But 
when you're hungover, you feel lack of motivation, you feel tired, anxiety, anger, regret, depression, physical discomfort, confusion, self-judgment, shame, denial, and you just question everything. Like you question who you are. And it's very similar to an expectation hangover because when you have an expectation for your life and it doesn't work out the way you had planned, let me tell you, all of that I've experienced. And it came in waves and it obviously came from my thinking. And it's important to recognize, you know, where, you know, where it comes, like where this comes from. So there's three types of categories that the expectation hangover mostly falls into. The one is situational. And this is when something doesn't turn out the way that we wanted it to, or we don't get the satisfaction we thought we would get from this particular outcome or result. So like a job, you know, we thought that the job was going to, you know, create, fix everything and you get to this new job and it, it's not. So that's situational. Um, interpersonal, being let down by someone else or being unpleasantly surprised by that person's actions. And then the other is self-imposed, when we don't live up to the standards or expectations that we have set for ourselves. So we set these really high expectations based off of probably comparing ourselves to others. And then when we don't meet that expectation, again, we kind of fall into that expectation hangover trap. So I want to share with you how I have processed when things don't work out the way they're supposed to, because especially this week, I knew that I would feel like a little sad um, just because my thoughts are just like, oh, this week I would have been about to pop or this week I would have, you know, like maybe the baby would have come early and all these scenarios that are not going to happen. And it's the reality, right? The facts of the situation. And it's interesting because since May, like Mother's Day really was hard and I wasn't planning on Mother's Day being hard, but I think, you know, God bless Instagram, but just seeing all the moms, the new moms, all these um, baby announcements, like just a lot of triggers. And it's like, you can't put your head in the sand and avoid all the triggers. So it's just acknowledging what triggers you. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just what happens. Like you see something that creates a thought and you have an emotional response to it. So that's kind of how you work through this process of when things don't work out the way that you had hoped for or plan is really giving yourself space for your emotions to be there no matter you know what the circumstance is. So the first step, and this is the first step to really anything, especially any challenging situation, but it's giving yourself permission to feel your feelings. You know I talk about it a lot and I can't help myself because that is the way. Feeling is healing. And I just, I hammer this home because I was one that never felt difficult emotions. I put them in a little box and stored them away and they manifested themselves in tons of ways throughout my life. And then once I started really feeling on purpose, I was able to transmute that energy, that vibration into something very productive. Something that I fell into when I first had miscarriage was um, like constellation thinking that was like, well, at least I wasn't further along than 12 weeks, or at least I wasn't 
you know, was, at least it wasn't a stillbirth. Other women have it so much worse. At least this is my first one. At least it happened like this. So when you hear yourself saying at least, you're just trying to soften your thinking so you don't get as emotional. And this downplays your experience. Yes, there's always going to be people in the world that have it way worse than us. That is very true. However, it's your experience no matter what that experience is because your experience is your experience. So that is the first thing. When things don't go according to your plan, it's important to acknowledge how you feel. Do not downplay your emotions because someone else has it worse. This is one of the most important things that you'll ever do for yourself, whether it's when things don't go the way that you thought that they would or any other experience in your life. Allow yourself to feel it because when you can do that, you can let that vibration pass through you instead of hold on to it. Because when you are experiencing, you know, a loss of a plan or something that you had, you often will have emotions come up that you weren't willing or able to face in the past. And that's definitely true for me. Like it was just kind of like a tidal wave. Once the floodgates opened, it was the tidal wave of emotions. So, what is the way through this? And you're not going to be surprised by this, but it's journaling. Yeah. It's journaling, thought downloading, writing it out, writing and releasing. It's the only way to really process your emotions because we can't just process them in our brain because we have so many thoughts all the time. So when you're able to write down what you're feeling and why, you'll be able to give yourself space. You'll become the observer of your thinking of your feeling, and it'll allow you to understand what's going on without trying to change it. So when you start this practice, it's important that you have compassion and unconditional love for yourself, whatever comes up. These are the writing prompts. I mean, and it can be whatever you're feeling, but these were the top emotions that I felt. So I feel angry because I feel sad because I feel ashamed because I feel scared because I feel guilty because there's a really important distinction when you do this journaling prompt. There's a difference between saying I am angry and I feel angry. So when you say I am, you're identifying with the emotion, which is the opposite of what we want to do. We want to take you out of the emotion. Right? We want you to give you space so you can see what thought is creating the emotion. When you say I feel, you're acknowledging that it's a vibration in your body. So as you write, you want to make sure that you do not edit yourself, judge yourself, or analyze this is just a space for you to get it all out so you can see what's going on. Because if you feel a certain emotion and you answer why or because, you're going to figure out all of the thoughts that are creating the emotion of guilt, disappointment, shame, sadness, anger. So after you write it all out, it's important again that you hold that compassionate place of love for yourself because it takes courage to write out your emotions on a piece of paper. So just to be able to have that practice of like showing yourself love for sharing. And I want you to think of this too as if you were supporting a friend that was going through a hard time, like how you would 
love on them and speak to them. You have to make sure that you do the same for yourself. So that's the first thing is let yourself feel your emotions. Feel your feels. Remember, humanness over happiness. So the next thing is letting go of guilt and regret. So something that we tend to do when things don't go out the way that we hope for, we look at ourselves first. <laughs> and we are like, what did I do wrong? Right? Like I played scenarios in my head over and over again, thinking of all the things that I did wrong. And this is a huge problem because this is the suffering piece that I mentioned earlier. This is what made me miserable. I was ruminating on every decision that I made and was beating myself up over not picking a better choice. And then it led to judging myself and it was obviously not very productive. And I really didn't stay here long. And I could see why uh, women fall into this very often because we instantly look at us because we are the one holding the space for the baby, nurturing the baby, like nourishing all of that. So of course, it's only natural to look at ourselves and be like, what did I do wrong? And my brain went to all of the things. I'm like, oh my God, it was the extra spin class. Oh, it was, I was dehydrated. I wasn't getting enough sleep. It was stress. It was my thoughts, like literally went through the whole gamut. And this is not productive or helpful because it just created a lot more stress on my body. And again, suffering is a choice. I did not need to ruminate because I couldn't change it by ruminating. Just because I thought of things I could have done differently doesn't mean it was going to change the outcome because it happened. There was nothing I could do to change it. This piece is very important because we judge ourselves for something that we really didn't have any control over. And when we judge ourselves, it's like putting a pot, a lid over a pot and not being able to look inside. We block ourselves from understanding. So it's important to hold that compassionate space of, I say, compassionate curiosity instead of judgment. So that's the first part that happens. The second part is believing that we really made a mistake or we did something wrong. And when we believe that, and this is the thing about beliefs, it's the acceptance of the truth, but it's not the truth because the truth are facts. There's nothing about that that can be that I did something wrong. It's just my thought about it. But this has me looking backwards, right? It stops me from moving forward. I'm like, well, if I did this differently, if I did this differently. And in the expectation hangover, she says, if you drove your car only looking in the rearview mirror, would you ever get to your destination? And the answer is no. So if I want to continue to learn and move forward, I cannot keep looking back. In order to release the guilt and the regret and the shame, the first thing you have to do is understand what thinking is creating the feeling of guilt and regret. So it's the same process as before. It's just taking it a step further. So you want to be able to write about your experience in great detail. So you want to write about your thoughts, your beliefs, everything that had happened and what you think about it in great detail. So you can explore the thoughts that are creating the emotion. And again, no judgment here, just allowing it to be a safe space for you to really see what's going on in your mind that's creating the feeling of guilt and regret. This is incredibly important because if you do not judge yourself, you have an opportunity to grow and learn. So the questions that I ask myself are, what did I learn about myself? 
in this experience? What did I learn about other people in this experience? And how would I like to show up differently in the future? So there's so many interesting things that were happening um, during this, you know, the past seven months or so. And what I found really interesting was after I experienced the loss, I started beating myself up over not being a good enough friend to friends of mine that have had miscarriages. And I was like, oh my God, I should have done this and I should have done that. And like literally was like going over in my head of how what a terrible friend I was because I didn't show up the way that I would have liked to now knowing how intense that experience is and how emotionally draining and how um, intimate that type of loss is. Like now going through this experience, I've completely shifted how I want to show up for anyone that experiences loss because up until this point, I had experienced loss, but not this intimately. And that was really interesting because I was like being really hard on myself. I was like, oh my God, you're a terrible friend, Brittany. And I was judging myself. And there's no, I can't learn from that place. I can't grow from that place. So once I wrote it all out, I was really able to see like, hey, you just want to show up for your friends the way that they showed up for you. And that was it. And I, ever since then, when I've heard of other people having a miscarriage, it just like shifts how I show up. Because in the past, if someone was experiencing something that made them uncomfortable, I definitely had a toxic positivity approach. And I didn't know it at the time, but using the phrase, well, at least it's not blah, 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 or at least this. And man, after I experienced that, how many people said, at least, you know, you can get pregnant. Number one thing you don't say to someone that just had a miscarriage because it's like, sure, yeah, no, yeah, totally, I can get pregnant, but I also didn't stay pregnant, you know? But like in the past, that's something that like I would have thought. So this experience, like I said in the beginning, has just made me a better person. Like I just understand what it means to be a human on such a different level. And if I judged myself, I would not be able to be in this space and actually learn and grow so much from the whole entire experience. That's why in the beginning of this episode, I share that I'm very grateful for it because I survived it and I knew I would because I really didn't have a choice. Everyone's like, you're so strong to share your story. I was like, well, I don't really have a choice. So I'm just going to continue to show up and grow and learn and just see where that takes me. So now I can be so grateful because I was able to let go of regret, let go of guilt, let go of shame and really learn from it and grow. And what I love is now I just have commitments. Like I have commitments to myself and the people in my life of how I want to show up in the future. And this is incredibly powerful because through reflection, I was able to come to this place of peace knowing that I am committed to showing up in the best of my ability when someone is going through hell. And regardless of what the experience is, just being able to be a person that just holds space for them without trying to fix it and just allow them to have their experience knowing that they feel safe and loved. So the next part is also incredibly important because this is how you learn to adjust your behavior, your actions. So when I first experienced 
the miscarriage and experiencing the disappointment and the sadness, I really didn't show up for myself the way that uh, I normally do. Like I really didn't want to do anything. Like loss just feels so heavy. Like I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to see anyone. I wanted to curl up in a little ball. Like I just didn't want to do anything. So when I was able to really observe my behavior and see if this is helping me or hurting me, it really got to a place where I was like, okay, well, this is not going to work. This is not a very sustainable type of model for me. And I wanted to get back into my healthy habits that really helped me feel good from the inside out. Like they were most important during that time that they've ever been in my life. So this whole experience helped me tap into my spiritual practice. Now, I I always kind of had a spiritual practice, um, but I was always like, I'm spiritual, but not religious, and just kind of always had this little caveat. But through this whole entire experience, I really started to lean into my spirituality and really start to embrace it. And that was something that I got to through observing what I was doing and what I actually wanted to do. And once I really opened up to my spirituality and tapped into my spiritual body, it created so much peace within me. And I really lean on that whenever I needed it, but more so when I don't need it, because that's what I tend to find like, oh, I need to do this now because I'm in pain, or I need to do this because I'm suffering. But just doing it consistently just helps all the time, no matter what you're experiencing. And because I was able to observe what was going on that I wasn't, um, you know, didn't really like the result that it was creating, I was able to correct it into something very productive. I was able to take my emotions and transmute them into something super powerful. And I couldn't do that if I was just going through the motions. And after experiencing loss and when things don't go according to plan, you it's very easy to just go through the motions of life. You're just kind of like, what's the point? It's very easy to feel like a victim, you know, and that's just very powerless, right? It's like when things are happening and you're like, it's happening to me, the world is against me, why me? You know, it's easy to think that, but it's also very powerless. You can't do anything from that place. So being able to observe and really tap into my spirituality changed the game. It literally changed the game. I'm so grateful for my spiritual practice and it's helped me heal in ways that I never thought was possible. And when I started to really embrace it, that's when I really started to notice all the miracles um, from that experience and beyond. So every, I think, challenge that we face is an opportunity to learn about ourselves. It's an opportunity to learn about what we need, what we want, and how to create meaningful change in our life. And I would say that, you know, this experience really has made me a better person. And I keep saying that, but I just want to invite that thought for you for anything that you had planned for that isn't going the way that you had hoped and expected. Because like I said, there is your plan, which sometimes like, is your plan really your own or is it what you think it's supposed to be? Because that's what you know society and life tells you. And then there's the plan the universe has for you. And honestly, that one is so much more magnificent than the one that you have in mind because there's endless possibilities in that space. And that's what I've been leaning into, knowing that what I experienced was for 
a bigger purpose. And what was so interesting was when I was in excruciating pain and I finally accepted that I was having a miscarriage. I just remember sitting there being like, okay, this is happening for me. You know, those are the thoughts that were coming to me. I didn't feel it yet. Like I didn't believe it, but I was thinking it on a conscious level. Now, fast forward to today, I know that it happened for me and not to me. And I truly believe that this experience has made me a better person. Like I said before, it was very humbling because everything else in my life had like really kind of just worked out. Like I had highs and lows. Like I definitely had some rough patches, but like nothing, nothing to this extreme. And so it was a very humbling experience and the reminder of like, hey, you can't control a whole lot of things outside of you. This experience made me kinder. It made me more empathetic, understanding. I'm a stronger person emotionally and physically. I hold less judgment over myself and others. I definitely would say that I was already deep, but this has taken me to a, a deeper level of my soul. And honestly, above all else, it made me human. And this is the greatest gift of all because being a human it has its challenges, right? We live in this world of 50% positive emotion and 50% negative. And I was really just in that 50% negative at the time, but also so grateful because I knew it wasn't going to be forever because I knew the 50% positive existed, but I wouldn't be able to get there if I didn't allow myself to just be in those challenging vibrations. Because now when I'm experiencing joy, I feel it on such a deeper level because I experience such despair and sadness before. And I think, you know, when things don't go according to plan, you realize that like letting go of things needing to be perfect and letting go of things needing to be um you know, keeping up with Joneses and just allowing your life to unfold the way that it's meant to. Of course, I'm not just saying like, let life happen. Like, you know me, I'm a big, big plant. I'm a big action taker. However, it's important when things don't work out the way that you plan to just take time to reflect on what you're experiencing and what these lessons are trying to teach you and what you can learn from them. Because when you really do accept that you cannot control your circumstances, and if you are a control freak, this might be challenging, but you cannot control your surroundings. You cannot control what people say, what they do, how they act. You can't make someone change. You can't make someone love you. You can't make someone act a different way so you feel better. Once you really accept that, you can surrender and really live a magnificent, fulfilling life. Because while life has a funny way of kicking you in the gut, it also has an amazing way of elevating you to places that you didn't even know existed. And one day you will look back and connect the dots and it will all make sense. And one day you'll look back and surprise yourself and realize that the life that you had imagined or planned doesn't even compare to the current life that you're living. And that's the choice that you get to make. You can ruminate and be like, it's not supposed to be this way. Or you can open up to the possibilities that your best days are ahead of you and they haven't even happened yet. And that's amazing. All right, my friends. 
Thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. I just have to say lately I've been getting so many messages and people stopping me that I've seen in passing thanking me for podcast episodes. And I'm just so grateful for those messages because they keep me moving forward and I just appreciate you so much for listening to the show. So if you've been enjoying the episode and want to leave a review, I would be so grateful because that's how I send the message. You can also just share with a friend that this might resonate with like that is amazing as well. I just appreciate you so, so much. All right. So that's it. If you have a takeaway, send it my way. I love hearing your aha moments from listening to the show. Um, If you have a podcast topic that you'd like, I'm taking requests now and it's so fun. If you have a question you want to ask that you want answered, I got you. I just love you. I love you so much. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and remember to own your happiness, love yourself and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it, my friend.